Here's the Will Hawkins file. Social services put everything in there. You didn't tell me this was church camp. It's gonna be great. I got a Nope. Come on. What's with the name? A week away. A week away. Every once in a while, somebody's just a week away from an experience that changed everything for them. All right, that was a little sneak peek from A Week Away, which drops March 26th on Netflix only, so this Friday. You'll have to go check it out. I'm about to talk with the great Ian Tucker about his role in the film and uh, what really led him there and what he's got going on afterwards. Um, there was a huge audio issue. issue uh, <laughs> There's a huge audio issue uh, at the beginning, and it lasted for about five to ten minutes, I want to say. So, um, just to give you a little context, uh, we were talking about how we, Ian and I met at an audition like four or five years ago uh, for this web series that uh, we're both here, hoping to hear back from pretty soon. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, and while you're listening to the podcast, try to catch how many times, uh, or not catch, count, how many times I say, uh, man, and yeah. And whoever leaves the correct amount in the in the comments below, if you're watching on YouTube, then you'll win a prize. Um, yeah, man. Enjoy the podcast. All right, so uh, we just came back from big time technical difficulties. Uh, sorry there for the gap. Uh, shoot, we were t- oh we were talking about what came first, music or acting? Yeah. Um. Honestly, it was music. So uh, I started singing first. And fell, I didn't, but here's the thing. I fell in love with acting first and then I fell in love with music. So I started music uh, and then through connections I was making, cause I was, uh, got into music playing piano when I was little um, and then quit playing piano for a long time at about maybe seven, like, ooh, I maybe was 12 by the time I stopped playing piano. Okay. And then um, I was uh, homeschooled at around 12, 13, I believe. Nice. And and through that, I started, uh, there was this lady that was like, hey, I'm doing this show. Her name was Diane Cater. And she was a very, very dear friend of mine. And, uh, as she was, this was early on before I really even, you know, have formed a relationship with her. She was like, my parents are like, Hey, there's this friend of ours who's doing this play. And, um, me and my brothers at the time were all like in sports. And she was like, I just want to go support her. And, uh, I would love for you guys to like audition and, and help her out. And we were like, sure, whatever, like, let's do it. Yeah. And then it was, it was Peter Pan <clears throat> and I was watching it and we watched the, like the uh broadway version um and i can't remember the actress who played peter pan i can't remember her name at this moment but it was it was that version where it was played by a female as it traditionally is but uh i was watching i saw the crocodile come on screen and i was like yeah that that's what (laughs) i want to do dude there's this guy in like this crocodile costume i see i was like yes that seems like right up my alley (laughs) and uh and i was talking to a parent and they're like what'd you think and i was like that crocodile seems pretty cool uh and they were like well why don't you just like try to audition for peter pan and i was like like, yeah i guess i mean i'll give it a shot like no i want to be a character actor yeah yeah, i was like i feel like more connected to this 
crocodile reptilian reptilian yeah yeah this uh so i uh she was like yeah why don't you audition for peter pan i was like sure why not um and it it was a musical ironically and um i was singing also before that kind of okay um i sang in choir while i was at uh, private school for a little bit and so um and then so music as well got me into acting because it was a musical and then i ended up auditioning for peter pan and i ended up getting it and uh thus goes the story from there Um, (laughs) yeah and uh did a lot of musicals and that i wanted to start to get out of the musical genre musical theater genre so i started to do more plays um and stuff like that to really develop um kind of the more act more uh grounded i want to say acting style yeah kind of, for like, sure script work and all that i love musical theater uh but it is a di- in, in some ways it can be a very different beast yeah and, for sure uh, and uh, honestly it's musical theater and and musicals in general are the best of both worlds for me because i'm participating in both uh mediums of the art that i love uh and ironically a week away is a musical and so yeah. was, you know a, a great uh clashing of the two worlds um yeah i don't want to so, i was gonna yeah. say i want to get to that oh but yeah where i can i let's, i want to go back just a little a while ago sure. where you said that so you so you were home you became homeschooled at like 12 to 13 right, so right. public school before that right I was in, I was actually in private school. Private school. Okay. Yeah. So like I, that's almost like very much similar to me. I was, I, I was at public school until I want to say 14, 15, and then I became homeschooled too. So yeah. uh, what, uh, what, what made you make that transition for me? It was so I could invest more time in, you know, this craft that we both love. Yeah. Actually, for me, I hated it the first couple of years. Uh, I, it was more of my parents' decision that they were like, hey, we're going to homeschool our kids. Uh-huh. I really kind of enjoyed the school I was going to. So um, <laughs> as it was for me as a kid, it always took a little bit of, uh, on my end, I, I was not very uh, great with uh, change that I, I wasn't familiar with. So <laughs> it took a little bit for me to, uh, get adjusted to it. And then I realized, whoa, I have a lot more time to uh, work on my craft and, you know, participate in more shows. And, and uh, so it actually turned out to be a huge blessing in, in hindsight. Uh, but when I was first pulled out, I did not like it at all. No, uh, yeah. But a lot don't. So do you, uh, how many other siblings do you have? So I have technically i have one brother okay uh, but i lived with my aunts and my cousins uh for oh my gosh a good 12 to 13 years so i consider my two other cousins uh, they're brothers to me so anytime i refer to my brothers i always talk about um my cousins as well because yeah i lived with them for 13 years so uh so technically i have one brother who's uh two years younger than i am okay uh but i mean if we're not speaking technically i I (laughs) so are any of them or has anyone else in your family like been interested in music or acting whether it be on the stage or in front of a camera yeah so 
my two uh the my two cousins or two older brothers uh yeah. they do not they are not interested really in the arts at all um they're more of the ath uh, athletes uh more athletically driven my younger brother though is a really cool mix between being athletically driven um and also having a huge love for for music so uh my brother is right now in uh mixing school um for music and him and I are collabing more and more just, uh, you know, through production. He actually did worked on the production for talk all night. I sent him over, we were figuring out some drums and, uh, he added some, uh, some really nice drums to it. And so he, uh, thoroughly loves, he's not really of the, like get on stage type. He's more of the, I want to work behind the scenes and kind of architect, uh, kind of what people are creating yeah um, so he's i i call those i i think those people are amazing because i always look at them as the architects of what um you know i'll have an idea and spencer's very practical and rational spencer's my brother and and, and he'll help me get what's in my head you know into a nice uh sound and uh and i almost look at him as like an architect so uh, yeah, I, I also like my brain is not wired in like any musical sense at all. Like, I, I don't I don't even sing in the shower most of the time. So like, <laughs> I mean, I love listening to music, but I like my brain does just not understand. Like when I see someone playing guitar, I'm just like, man, how do they do that? Like, I'm not yeah. walking that way. So I'm always fascinated by people that do that extremely well. And then also by people who can like sound mix and all that stuff like that stuff blows my mind i don't think they're really as appreciated as the musicians most of the time yeah um and speaking of musicians what what are some like music uh, like band inspirations or uh, specific uh artists out there that like really inspire you yeah man um growing up i listened to a lot of uh i, I listened to a lot of soul music um coming into my junior year i'd say is when i really started to develop what i liked okay um which was i i, I liked soul music and uh i listened to a lot of justin timberlake he was uh, a huge inspiration a lot of uh usher but uh pharrell williams as well um and then here recently i've really just tried to listen to as much um different and kind of expanding uh my my music intake to mm. different genres and stuff and so i would say right now the the artists that have inspired me definitely would be stevie wonder okay um, yeah i would say i i pull a lot from from jt um yeah he's a great was, actor too Sorry, yeah, to, I would, he's he's really talented. I've always admired. I would him. say um, Frank Ocean as well. Yeah, uh, his writing is amazing. Um, and then that's uh, there's just so many. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love, but uh, and of course, just I mean, I love Kanye. Um, <laughs> yeah, just his like atmosphere around. Uh, I mean, breaking down a lot of barriers in music and kind of bringing a new sound 
uh, say what you want about him. Really, yeah. but when it comes to the creative aspect, he's I mean, oh. an absolute genius. So yeah, uh, genius. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I I just recently kind of gotten to listening to his stuff. And I'm kind of hitting myself over the head. Like, how have I not been listening to this stuff since it's been out? It's, I mean, I remember when I was, I, I had a friend kind of introduced me to Kanye and she was like, Hey, I really like Kanye. And I'd like maybe heard like the gold digger song uh, <laughs> and was just like, okay, cool. And then she sent me her favorite like songs in a playlist. And I was like, okay, I'm a fan for life now just because of, I don't know, it's hip hop. And then also he's including tons of just actual music in it as well. Yeah. And I fell in love with that kind of sound that he was developing. And I mean, I've been a fan since I heard that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many artists that I could choose from, but I would definitely say Stevie Wonder, uh, Justin Timberlake and, uh, I would say Pharrell Williams and Kanye. Yeah. Are my top. Yeah. I mean, those, those are all legends right there in their own. Yeah. And I've got really gotten into Nirvana recently. Um, yeah. I really, uh, really like that. And then also Lenny Kravitz here recently too. Um, kind of more rock and roll. Aspect. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, awesome. Yeah. He's, yeah he's Lenny Kravitz cool. is amazing, dude. Yeah, I it's it's I would assume it's almost in like um, a lot of directors and a lot of actors like try to absorb as much uh, different genres of film as possible, not only genres, but different from different countries. So yeah. are there any like musicians that like you found like in, that are super popular in like different countries that like. Yeah, that's. Huh. Huh. There's I was recently listening to this. Uh, I don't, I was just listening to it last night. They're a group, I think in the Middle East, who they kind of do experimental like guitars and stuff like that. And I cannot remember their name right now. Um, oh man. But yes, I love, I love hearing different sounds from different places. Uh, I can't remember their name, but they're like amazing. They uh, said they're from the Middle East. Yeah, they're from the Middle East, and they're like this group of uh, of guitarists. And I can't. They bring this really unique style, like a middle Middle Eastern flavor mixed with like grunge and rock and roll. It's very interesting. Um, I'm trying to like Google some, and nothing's really popping up. Yeah. Uh, if you remember it throughout the rest of the podcast, they're just sh yeah, shouting totally it out. Yeah, I will because they're they're amazing. Um, and then I would also say artists like uh, there's some DJs out there that are really good. Kay Trinata, uh has become he's outside the U.S. Um, he's become a little bit more, I would say, mainstream in the past year and a half. OK, um, but he's a DJ that I believe I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm not even going to say. But um, I know he was outside the U.S. Um, there's just, yeah, I mean, you pretty much, I just sometimes like go on the internet and just start watching interviews and go down the rabbit hole. And yeah. Like, what is this? What is this? Who is this? Oh, snap. These guys like, <laughs> it's a, it's a whole thing. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree with um, finding music outside of 
even your language, I think is important. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big, uh, like my favorite band of all time is Led Zeppelin. So when I'm a big fan of something, I like just look as look for as much information as possible about them or like whatever I'm obsessed with in that moment. So I read this great book on them. And it was this journalist who kind of like traveled with them and like went concert from concert. And, you know, he got to speak to, I think he spoke to Robert Plant a couple of times, maybe Jimmy Page once. And uh, one of the things that they did was when they were needing inspiration, they like went away to different countries and like listened to different, different instruments. Yeah. They went to Morocco and that's like how they like wrote cashmere. So I think yeah. that's like super cool that like kind of all artists like can kind of just look around anywhere for inspiration. Um, and a question that just popped in my head, I, I want to ask you. So after Peter Pan and then you do some more musical stuff and then right. you do some more uh, plays, um, like when do you remember like the, a certain point in time when you're like, oh, wait, I can do this for a career and I can make money at it. And it's also like doesn't feel like work because it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, or were you kind of always driving towards that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you really don't think too much about money because you don't have any bills you have to pay, <laughs> right? So yeah. to me, anytime it was like, oh, I've got a gig and it pays like, I don't know, $100. I'm like, $100? That's like huh. so much money, right? That's like two video games. It's like, oh, that's my a lot. Gosh, think of all I can buy with a hundred dollars. And, <laughs> you know, now being 21 and having rent and stuff like that, you're like, oh, a hundred dollars. Well, oh, that's not as much money as I thought it was. But uh, so when when I was a kid, it really I didn't really think about. I mean, of course, you think about it. You're like, see actors on on screen. And you're yeah, like, well, they like do this all the time. But I remember when it like sunk in, I was. I, when it truly like sunk in, I maybe was like 17, which is, I mean, that may be a little late for it to like sink in. No, like, I'm on the same boat, man. I remember like studying for this short film that I did. Um, it was called The Order. It was directed by Chad Cunningham. Brilliant director, by the way, uh, here in Tennessee. And um, I was just studying the script. And I just remember looking at it and going people do this for their living and i you know how you hear a sentence or you read a phrase from like a book and it's kind of just sticks with you but it doesn't really hit you you're just like yeah. yes that's a very obvious statement that that person said <laughs> but then the actual emotional validity and the depth of what that sentence actually means hits you at a point in time that it matters right yes so you look at something, maybe a sentence is trivial, and then you have an experience maybe a year or a couple days or whatever later. And then that trivial sentence or that trivial phrase actually has worth to it now. And I remember just looking at a script and I watched a movie before that and I, I studied the script right after. And I just remember looking at it and I go, people get paid to read scripts and then act them out. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing that. Huh. Okay. It makes sense now as a business. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, it just hit me that I was like, I'm 17 now. I'm starting to understand how the world works a little bit more. Oh, I 
can be making money for the rest of my life, possibly doing this. And it just hit me then at about 17 studying for this short film. Um, That's awesome. Cause like personally for me, like as a child, I remember I really fell in love with like movies and like acting like around the third grade, but like, I would just, it would always, it was always kind of like my like playtime when I got home, I'd like imagine and act out these things instead of playing like with action figures, I would like do that. And then like, I, like like kind of like it hits you it was like oh wait people can do this and get right. like hey and like oh my gosh right. how do i right. how do i like actually get started like what am i doing um uh yeah. and like i said like i was doing i mean i was doing paid gigs before that as a kid yeah but like it did i mean it doesn't hit you till you understand a little bit about how the world works and you know 17 years old i was like there's jobs right you have regular jobs and then you have these other jobs that you could possibly do and it was like oh this is another one of those jobs and i actually enjoy this job so it was uh just connecting one and one so when you figured out that's like what what you wanted to do with your life like was there any pushback from like friends and family were they like not necessarily no my family family has uh my family has been very supportive that's awesome yeah, they have, uh, I, I owe a lot to my family because I would, I personally would start to get discouraged sometimes. And uh, my family would, uh, has been very much a huge um, rock in my life with um, helping me achieve my goals and my dreams. And I, I definitely owe a lot to them. Um, and very thankful that I had the family that I had mm-hmm. uh, to mm, just keep pushing me. Uh, and helping me to uh, to do what I love, really. That's awesome, man. Like, same here. Like, it's extremely blessed because I know there's a lot of different cases where it's like, no, like, you straight up can't do that. You're not allowed to try to do that. So that's awesome to yeah. hear that. Um, uh, so, wait, so have, did you grow up in Nashville, by the way? Or? I did. I did. I grew up uh, here in Mount Juliet pretty much all my life, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like what an incredible spot to be for wanting to do what you want to do. Like that, like Nashville is such an amazing place. Um, and especially to be a musician too. Um, and with COVID, I mean, uh, I know this may sound out of, out of whack, but with COVID last year, like it kind of must stink to be in like a music city and have like almost everything shut down where you can't like see any live performances. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy going to like BB Kings and mm. or like Rudy's Jazz Club here in Nashville and just like listening. I remember before I turned 21, I remember being like, I just want a fake ID, not so I can drink, but so I can go into these jazz clubs and listen to music. That's Dude, it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, sorry to interrupt, but I went to a no. uh, table read once in Nashville. Yeah. And I saw after we got done, I saw a jazz club right across the hall. And I was like, oh, like I want to go in there. And so like I walked over there and they're like, you got to be 21. I was like uh, maybe 19 at the time. And I was like, I'm not going to I don't want to drink or anything. I just want to listen to the jazz. <laughs> like, yeah, no, um, for sure. That's hilarious. Uh, it was uh, I that was pretty much my whole like, I just want to listen to live jazz music. Yeah. Was very I just loved, uh, I've loved jazz. I sang jazz, like, to start off with, like, when I was starting singing, like, my voice teacher would, uh, would have me sing jazz songs, and I, I was, like, I love just the movement in jazz, and 
Um, unfortunately, I don't really know how to play jazz on an instrument. I'm okay. Working on that. Um, I mainly just kind of like sing. I know some piano, but I'm not good enough to, uh, you know, sit down at a piano and play a whole jazz thing as much as I wish I could. Well, but, even if it's bad, you can just say jazz is improvising. So hey, man, I don't know I if know. it's bad or not. <laughs> I made like 20 years from now, people say I'm a musical genius for doing it's what like I'm doing. It's like revolutionary. He had yeah. no idea what he was doing at the time. And, <laughs> and uh, this is one of the greatest records ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have um, like uh, a favorite a uh, musical production that you've done or like a musical production that you've seen? Oh, um, or both. Just cause I'm a hip hop fan. This is such a canned answer, but I'll give you a different answer, but I'll just, this is like a footnote. I loved okay. Hamilton. I saw okay. Hamilton live, and being a hip hop fan growing up, I was like, this rocks. Yeah. Between me and you. I haven't seen it at all. Like not. Oh even. no! So don't awesome. tell anybody. I haven't seen it. I, I want to. I won't tell anybody. Thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> I would. I would just recommend. I mean, it's kind of like it's one of a kind, really. Uh, and let's see. Maybe one that I really thoroughly kind of enjoy. Um. Huh. I think my favorite one that I was that I was in that I had a lot of fun participating. I was in Singing in the Rain, which is um, ah, yeah, that was really fun. That's um, like one of my favorite like movies ever. Like, I mean, it's such a beautiful film. So you got to do a live yeah. production of that. Yeah, and uh, and Mary Poppins too. Was oh, nice. So, what character did you play in uh, Singing in the Rain? I was. I didn't really want a. a I remember I was working, I didn't really want, I was kind of busy at the time doing like more film work and stuff, but uh -huh. I wanted to be a part of this show as well. So I actually played the uh, guy who sings Beautiful Girls. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then I was just ensemble, you know, for the That's rest of awesome. it. Uh, but I, I was the guy who sang Beautiful Girls and what a blast, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Then I actually at the time was helping uh, with, you know how they have the like the movies and, and singing in the rain and like the the fake movies that they're you know playing yeah yeah because they're making a movie and singing in the rain right so uh -huh. i actually the director at the time i was doing a lot of like just my own camera work and she was like hey do you want to record these movies for the singing in the rain oh, that's and awesome i was like yes that sounds so much fun i put my heart and soul into <laughs> little blips that maybe lasted 30 seconds yeah that's awesome yeah it was a lot of fun like uh, were they out were they the silent ones yes they were the silent yes yes and it was so fun to make and i knew a lot of my friends were in the show so just having that experience of you know getting to do that with them was a huge blast yeah how could you say no to that that's like an instant it was amazing like, yes yeah. that's so cool man all right so uh i want to get back to a week away sure man is like yeah. like uh man it looks it looks like you guys just had a blast watching the trailer it looks like you yeah. guys just had like the most fun summer camp ever so this film was when i say so fun to make it was it was amazing it was truly one of my favorite times on set ever like That's awesome the energy uh the chemistry between 
uh, us on set was just, it was awesome. It was a great time, man. So I want to talk about like the process of you uh, booking the role. How many auditions did it take? How did you like, was it one of those where you taped it and you're like, I kind of just forgot about it. Or was it one of those you're like, man, that like really stuck with me. I really hope to hear something back from that. I was definitely, uh, I hope to hear something back from that. Um, I was originally set to read for um, a different character that I actually got booked for. Uh -huh. um, so I'm trying to be as, <laughs> I'm trying to be as vague as possible. Yeah. 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 I don't want, yeah. I don't want you yeah, to without, yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, so I was originally, asked to read for one character and so i came in i i read for it and they were pretty much um like hey we want you to uh read for a different character mm -hmm. um this was at the live in-person auditions and they're like hey take a look at this guy and i remember reading the script for this guy too i had the script for this character as well <clears throat> and so i you know read through this naturally as you would because i was like oh i think i would be suited for this role as well so i'm just going to read for it and you know yeah so they handed me the sides and i was already kind of familiar with this character and so i kind of already knew how i was going to play him which was really cool um i didn't have to think too much about it and so i took a moment they were like yeah take your time look over the script so i walked out of the audition room after i auditioned for the first character Took a minute, kind of read through the lines. It's like, I know exactly how I'm going to play this guy. Um, walked back in, read for him, and uh, just went all out, really. Yeah. Uh, of what I thought this character should be. I kind of took it on my own terms. I saw how they kind of wrote it. And I was like, um, I know with me, I can't. That I think this is a cool thing. I was like, I know I can't be what they're necessarily like writing for so i'm going to take my own spin on it and that's awesome to have that mindset because not having that mindset hurts like a lot of actors down the line yeah it was a uh, it was i knew what the essence or the um kind of the ethos of the character was and i was like okay i can put that but in my style mm. um and i think that's really important I, I just, our, our artists in general, artistry is uh, taking something and making it yours. Yeah. I feel like. And that's another one of those, I feel like cliche statements that gets thrown around a lot. But like, once you, I feel like, understand, it really is about putting your own style on things um, because you're uniquely you. So no one can really do things how you're going to do them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I read for the character in my own style, how I thought I, this character should be. And um, I was really nervous because like for a week, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. And I was just kind of sitting there going, I was like, I really hope I get this. This would be so fun, like so fun to do. Yeah. And I remember going into the dance and sing like dance auditions and, and I really didn't know how to dance. I've done musical theater, so but not really know how to dance. So okay. dancing was not my strong suit during that audition at all. Uh, but I gave it my all. I went in. I learned the best choreography I could, the best I could, mm -hmm. and didn't hear anything for about a week. And then I finally got the call. And they were like, hey, we'd like to offer you this role. And I was like, absolutely. 
yeah <laughs> you're like no nah, let me think about it it's like yeah oh, uh, i'm going yeah. back in a day you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? like let me check my oh, calendar i was so happy to, to book it that's so awesome man so at that time was netflix already on the project or was it something where you guys just shot it and then netflix ended up buying it out um i th- i think it was the the latter so okay. yeah shot it i to be honest i don't know i don't really pay much attention to the to the business side as much as i should okay um, i just was psyched about the the film and, and diving into the character work and and uh i was not really concerned with the top of what was going on with uh you know distribution and stuff like yeah. that um but i believe it was the latter that's awesome. So like to not only get to shoot a film and then find out like the biggest streaming company in the world is now like taking it. That's like extremely like, because it it's was, not Netflix. I mean, a lot of people it, are going to see it. Yeah, it was really cool news. Um, it was really, really cool. Uh, it was uh, I, I saw that article and I was like, great. Amazing. Love it. <laughs> So, uh, so for those who haven't seen the trailer yet, could you kind of give us like a like a, a easy synopsis of, of what the movie's kind of about? Sure. And where you uh, kind of fit in? Yeah. Um, the movie is about uh, a, a character named Will, and he kind of is a, you know, troubled, lost young adult trying to find his way. And he gets invited to this uh christian summer camp um and through that he meets you know a bunch of uh friends and adversary uh which i may or may not be playing oh that's Uh, exciting uh so he kind of it's just kind of one of the stories about finding yourself um as a young adult and uh finding connection with people um, it's a beautiful, beautiful story, and it was kind of really cool watching the whole process and, and script develop as uh, as the cast kind of put their own spin on the characters and stuff like that. It was uh, beautiful to watch unfold. Um, and so, yeah, if you haven't checked out the trailer, definitely check out. The yes, trailer. I'll try to. Like, I'll link it when I so I do this. I'll do an audio version, then you know the version people can see i'll definitely yeah. link the trailer in the description uh it. just between you and me how does it end no i'm just joking uh, yeah <laughs> but, um, oh you will find out in so, two weeks <laughs> yeah, yeah two weeks a week away will come out which that yes. sounds confusing <laughs> puns let me tell you what i was i was saying it was so smart uh the title just from a marketing position yeah uh with just the enormous and plentiful amount of puns one can use uh, <laughs> yeah. for this title. I yeah. love it. I love it. And Genius. Did, did you guys shoot this the summer of 2019? I believe so. Yes. Yes, we did. So, like, what is it like shooting a musical outside most of the time, like during the summer? What is now, here's the here's the thing about here's here's what i'm gonna say about okay here's the thing about here's the thing about me i um as long as there is you know like good energy around um everyone is like 
there to do their job and do yeah. it well. Uh-huh. I don't care if it's 120 degrees outside. Like, we're going to have a blast. That's just my mentality towards things. Dude, absolutely. Hey, as long as I got sunblock on, I'm there hey, with you. Hey, you see this very fair skin, lots of sun. <laughs> block was definitely applied yes and i remember people just holding umbrellas over me and i'm like i don't tan i don't tan one bit <laughs> I, have, I have i don't have quite as red hair as you have um but i i'm half ginger i have yes. like a little drop of uh just a little bit of red in my hair from from my father's side um i believe and, that it's that it comes with that fair skin, man. You know, you I bet yeah. you like too. Did you have one of the makeup ladies like just like come up in between takes and just like slosh your face? With Sun, I mean, sunscreen for me, sunblock was a definite necessary. And when they do like uh, the makeup and stuff, they they usually put, especially since we're shooting outside, sunblock on as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we but as for my arms and stuff, we had to make sure continuity wise and stuff. You know making sure I wasn't a lobster one minute and <laughs> yes pasty white the next yes I love that man like I, I'm right there with you like most of like the majority of the, of the things that I've worked on I've for some reason I'm always outside whether it's cold or hot and every time I'm in that situation I'm just like why like why do I allow this to happen <laughs> yeah no I'm the same way I'm like I should have put on a shirt at the beach i know yeah. what i should have done did i do it no i did not and thus i am red i love that man but hey like uh do you ever feel like kind of being a redhead kind of gives you like an advantage whenever you're going to like a live audition and you see like a bunch of like brunettes or like blondes there um i've never really given much thought to it i i um yeah, I've never really given much thought to that. I was always just like, oh, cool. This is how my hair is. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely, uh, it's been, I've, I'm starting to do a little bit more. Uh, I want to do a little bit more modeling work and stuff like that. So yeah. like, as I'm like, scrolling through some of these pictures we're doing and stuff, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I really am appreciating the color of my hair because it's kind of different. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, uh, you don't see very many strawberry blondes um out there and so i really i don't i don't know i you know it's part of me i can't change it i'm not going to i mean i'm not the type to dye my hair do you um, ever get um like elderly this happens to me a lot just from experience do you ever get like elderly women come up to you and be like did you know that your hair is a gift from god and then they'll I, touch it <laughs> I've, I've had people i've had like an elderly woman just like I was at like a cafe or whatever. She's like, your hair is so pretty. And I was like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> I was like, thanks. I'm hey. going to eat some pancakes now. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, when they do it, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm like, it makes my day most of the time. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm like, I mean, yeah. I can't, like, I elderly, elderly women, you know, just saying compliments is some of some the just most sweetest thing ever. Dude, like, they, they really are. It's they awesome. really Right. I love it. Like they're just grandmas just there. You're making sure you've eaten enough, you know. Yeah. There's been a lot less of that with COVID going on. And I wanted to ask you, uh, kind of like a cliche question, but like I picked up some stuff uh from doing COVID. Like I started this podcast because of COVID. Is there anything yeah. like that you've started doing uh or maybe like picked up a hobby or anything during COVID? 
Um, are, are you able, do you hear that music outside? I just want to make sure you don't. I do not, no. Okay, great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> my neighbors are playing loud music. Um, COVID made me realize uh, that I really, it honestly did. It made me realize how much I enjoy being in my house and kind of like, I didn't realize how much I actually enjoyed it until COVID hit. And I was like, wow, everyone's like, I can't wait to go outside and, and see people. And I was just like, I'm really just loving staying inside. Like, it's going to be a great when I do see people yes. and go out. But I was honestly like, I'm kind of kicking it, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to rush to, like, rush back out into society. Now, of course, I do enjoy going downtown and stuff like that. But it made me kind of realize, like, my slight introverted nature was very much like, yeah, this is, I'm totally fine with this. Uh, <laughs> so for me, it was more, I didn't really pick up any, I would say new hobbies. It was more of a time for uh, self-reflection and uh, yeah, uh, really uh, I was writing during the time. I believe I wrote talk all night during, during that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that came out of it. Uh, so like what, what goes into writing a song? Cause one of the things I um, kind of picked up during COVID um, like I started to, cause I always wrote like short films and stuff and I've shot them, yeah. but I was like, how do you like actually like write good? Like, I think I'm talented at this, but I'm not right. like, great yet. So that's what I learned. But still one of the things, like when I listen to songs, I'm just like, how did they like write that? Like, so what goes into like that? You don't have to like go in like too specific. No, I mean, for me, it's very much throwing paint on a wall. Okay. So what I mean, what I mean by that is I'm, I'm of the type, it's just, I'm going to take a bucket of paint. I'm going to throw it on the wall and I'm going to go, okay, what do I, what can I make from this? Or um, what other colors can I add? So for me, writing a song is basically me maybe sitting down at a piano or I just picked up guitar recently and um, okay. really working hard at um, getting really good at guitar and, or I have a friend send me like a, a beat. And for me, it's just like starting with, I mean, a concept of, I'll just be like, and the mumblings will turn into words oh and then, wow yeah and then maybe i'll have like i'll say something like uh we could talk all night and be like oh okay hmm where can i go from there and yeah. so it's kind of like um a rabbit it's kind of like having a trail it's kind of like having your ending and then circling back to the beginning so i'll have maybe like a sentence right and be like okay what does the sentence mean in the context of whatever i'm trying to mm -hmm. what story i'm trying to tell and kind of reverse engineering things sometimes that's how it works sometimes words just come um and you can it doesn't happen often but this song just kind of like like in one flow kind of happens doesn't yeah. really happen at least for me anyway it doesn't happen like that i kind of have to like you know, sit down and really evaluate what's going on story-wise. And, uh, you know, lyrically with Talk All Night, it's it's really just kind of a nice pop R&B song. There's not much, yeah. uh, I would say, storyline to it in any way, but um, I kind of wanted to capture the intimacy of the moment um, and kind of use, uh, you know, the contrast of uh, and the subtleties of uh, body language and all that and, you know, talk all night you know kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of way yeah uh, 
and just kind of capturing the intimacy of what I believed the track sounded like. I believe uh, making sure that the lyrics kind of match the storyline of the track as well and everything kind of has a cohesive sound um, is very important too. Have you ever started writing a song and like in the middle of it, like you, you start to realize like you've been writing a song that like already exists almost? Yes, all the time. <laughs> I'm like, and for me, that bugs me so much. Like I always come into everything I do with, okay, what can I do to make this as different as possible? <laughs> like, uh, or if I start to like things get too, uh, too similar, I have to switch things up. Whether it's lyrically throwing in like a lyric that's, you know, ironic or, you know, just something to shake the basket a little bit um, or a sound or a feeling in the track. Uh, I very much am a believer of uh, making things as different as possible sometimes um, and separating yourself from the herd a little yeah. bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever, you should go check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, but this guy on YouTube, he was like writing a piano, he was writing a song on his piano and he's like doing it. And then like, he starts to speed it up and it's just the office theme song. And he's ah. like, and like, you just see him stop. He's just like, just like he's been sitting there like writing this for hours and he just, and then he speeds I, it up. It's great. You got to watch it. If you have it. Definitely. I made a beat one time and I was like working with this bass line and I was, my brother was in the room. He goes, that sounds too much like bad guy. And I was like, Ah, ah, yeah. It does. <laughs> I immediately scrapped the song. I was like, I can't. I yeah. can't well, like, uh, this is so, I, I like to listen to uh, the Bill Burr podcast if you're familiar. He's another redhead. Um, yes. Well, previous. Yeah. He has no, has no hair now. He still has the beard, though, that's red. So he still like, has it. Yes. Yeah, but, um, he and one of his podcasts, I think he does with Burt Kreischer. He they were kind of talking about like how uh joke theft, like sometimes it is and sometimes it's not because it can go like one ear and out the other, but like some of it stays. Um, like how a lot of, par you, a lot of parallel thinking, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. How do you people have the same experience as humans? Like, the what are their like I don't know the exact number, but there's like a billions of people on the planet, right? So, I'm yeah. sure a lot of us have parallel thinking and similar experiences yeah absolutely so like i'm like with because there's a lot of movies that are similar in that aspect you know because on the internet it seems like everyone always wants to start a fight or like you you cannot like be in the middle on the internet you have to love or hate something so a lot of times i see oh this person copied this person we should like you know stop listening to their music or stop watching this movie or or hate this i'm just kind of like no, i mean like what you said art um I mean, there's a verse in the Bible that says this. There's a verse in, uh, I'm right now reading Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. And a lot of these philosophers came to the conclusion that there is nothing new under the sun, that everything is recycled. And, you know, thus, that is the same way with everything we're experiencing now. It's uh, all art is either stolen or borrowed, or <laughs> I don't remember what the quote was exactly. So, um, don't quote me on this, but I can't remember who said this, but it was like, good art is uh, inspired, or good art is inspired, great art is stolen. I think uh, Quentin Tarantino said that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was about I, to say that, actually. 
something along those lines. Yeah. I'm messing up this quote as I usually do with quotes royally. Um, <laughs> but the essence of and the ethos of the quote is there, which is pretty much, I mean, borrow from what you love and steal ideas. Not what I mean, steal. It's not like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. steal yeah, like plagiarism. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm taught like you to practice and to kind of discover you have to imitate yeah and i feel like the um, great the great artists know that when someone else steals from them like they're like they're like oh that's awesome that they were inspired by me and exactly yeah um, for talk all night i stole uh 80s music for a little bit <laughs> i was like <laughs> the sound i'm going to steal it for a little bit and kind of steal from uh terry lewis and and uh, jimmy jam type production style and so you know you've got to do what you got to do yeah it's great and i guess <laughs> are you working on any music or any music videos or anything that like yeah i got a new i there's something uh in the works right now um that i'm pretty excited about to to be sharing it's kind of different but i am the it should be uh it'll be shortly before i release it uh, okay so keep your keep your ears open um and where can so, people see this spotify i assume apple yeah it's gonna be hitting on all, all platforms okay uh, so it'll be in the it'll, it's very shortly very shortly that's all and any like other i know like obviously like a, a week away is like sure. the thing here are there any other projects that you've worked on that like you're kind of excited to throw out there um not right now it's kind of been kind of chill um i've just been spending a lot of time on music and developing some things uh sonically so um but as for any other acting things right now I, i'm kind of keeping it chill just auditioning still and as yeah. one does um of course everything's like everything was like completely shut down and now things are like yeah. slowly coming to life and it's like you know two years ago it would have been to get just one audition through the week you're like okay cool and now it's just like oh my gosh buried treasure <laughs> like yeah let me just yes. like, stick my teeth into this i uh <laughs> I, I remember getting auditions that the auditions starting to come come back and i was like this is amazing yeah yeah like yes potential work <laughs> yes please yeah. um yeah. i i i i am i'm a very optimistic person i think things as i am yes that's awesome i think things will you know be back to normal maybe not completely normal uh soon but um i'm just glad that i got a roof over my head and food money. that's how that's how i am dude um that's awesome man trying to stay you know thankful you've got to so um a week away comes out in two weeks on netflix just netflix right it's not uh assumed no, it's out of theaters netflix. yeah netflix yep dude that's gonna be so exciting like, yeah man that's huge i can't wait to watch it man and it's uh i'm very excited for it. it's gonna be great i i'm i cannot wait for people to see the uh the work that cast and crew um have put into this because uh it was a very unique uh i would say and uh soul soul inspiring kind of film to to be a part of that's awesome man i'm super stoked to see it uh bailey madison and then who plays will kevin quinn kevin quinn and then uh oh one of my like favorite like underrated comedians of all time 
uh, David, uh, is it Cockner or Coke? David Cockner. Yeah. Thank you, dude. Yeah. He is hilarious in Anchorman. Like steals the show in that movie almost. Uh, One of my um, favorite lines from that movie, Anchorman, uh, for those who've seen it, where they're like arguing against the uh, like the other anchor crew, where he goes, uh, "I'm gonna take your mother Doreen out to a nice seafood dinner. Never call her back." He's so funny, (laughs) so funny, and he's uh, he's hilarious in person. He really is. That's awesome to hear, man. Uh, Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. No, man. This has been uh, this has been a very uh, this has been fun, dude. Dude, Have you ever have you ever done a podcast before? I have. This is a first. No, I hope I I hope I did good. Like, dude. uh, You know, I'm gonna cut all this audio and make you seem like a terrible person, like I do with my past guests. But uh, it was great to have you, man. <laughs> Dude, it, it was uh, it was so <laughs> it, was, it was a blast, man. It really was. Thank you for asking me. Uh, I've never done one of these before. Dude, um, thank you so much for doing it. What's your, where can people uh, follow you? What's your Instagram, Twitter? Oh, yeah. My Instagram is Ian Tucker. It's spelled, my name's kind of spelled kind of weird. It's I-A-I-N uh, Tucker 99. Um, that's my Instagram handle. So at Ian Tucker 99. Okay. Um, then I'm on Facebook as well. Just type in Ian Tucker. Uh, and then on Twitter as well. I need to be more active on Twitter, but I, anytime I want to say something, I just go to my notes app and I just keep it between me and myself. Like, yeah. That's, so that's really probably the smartest thing to do. What? That's probably the smartest thing to it do. It really is. Every time I'm like, I have an opinion. I'm like, but no one cares. I'm like, nobody actually cares. So I just go to my notes app and I keep that between me and uh, myself. So I, like I, I, I only use Twitter for like reposting things like music and stuff like that. But I'm mainly active on Instagram. Okay, cool. And I'll throw like all those little things so people can just click on them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but again, thank you so much for like taking the time out of your day to sit here and talk to me. Uh, Dude, I, I I appreciate the invitation. It was so uh, this was fun. This was definitely a blast, man. Dude, Thank and, you. And I'm feeling really good that I'm gonna hear back from that web series pilot sometime soon. Dude, I'm crossing my fingers, man. I'm still waiting on the call. Hopefully, Dude, hopefully we'll be casted in it together. That I've, so I've been sitting by the phone for years now. Me too, man. Projects Me are too. always delayed, probably because of COVID. We haven't. Right, heard. right. That's okay. kind of what I've deducted. <laughs> Wow. All right, man. We well, have a great rest of your day. Uh, you too, man. I'll talk uh, to you later. Uh, absolutely.